Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawksfield at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Hey, Domkin, what's it been like getting to watch your Huskers up close and number one team in the nation? Uh, it's amazing to be able to see these young ladies. I remember my days back when Jordan Larson was actually playing, watching her in the Coliseum uh, and see her now being a coach, making these young ladies the great, greatest of uh, the country right now. So it's awesome to see. They win a national title. She could get her third today. And her role has evolved with every single team that she has played on. And she continues to deliver no matter what that role is. Becca Alec in the middle. Saved by Halter right on Swindle's head. Scrappy play by Nebraska. This timing to Bergmark. Bergen Riley getting offensive. Riley pushing it to Harper. Another out-of-system set coming to Maddie Skinner. Triple block, but Marion Mary Beeson ate it all up. Um, not much is said. There's just a lot of tears, but um, we're just really proud of each other. We've had a great season, and uh, this match doesn't really define how our season went. We've lost two matches all game, I mean all season. So um, this match doesn't really define how our season actually went. So we're just really proud of each other and the way that we fought all season to get to this point. It's really hard to get to the championship match, and we did it, so we're proud of each other. Good morning. Welcome in to Herd Out Sports Radio here on a Monday. We were hoping to be celebrating a national championship this morning. That is unfortunately not the case. I'm Robbie Lula. Avery Howard here with me. We're on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities. Of course, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube as well. Avery, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm doing okay. It is not the s- Monday morning show I thought we were going to be doing on I Friday. Know, I know. Uh, for a couple different reasons. Number one, Nebraska volleyball's kind of dream season comes to an end. Yep. Um, number two, we are still waiting on some very high-profile te- teenagers to make some announcements. And... Uh, well, I guess that's it, because <laughs> Nebraska basketball did win. They, they had did. a nice win against Kansas they State. They did do well. Creighton had a nice win against Alabama as well. They did. Uh, Omaha won. Girls uh, won. Yeah, so ev- basically everybody but yeah. volleyball and Dylan Rayola happened. Um, but let's start with volleyball. Um, yeah. The thing that I, that I kind of just left, and, and we can get into the nitty-gritty of like what actually happened during the game if you want. But the thing that I just kept thinking about yesterday as I'm watching this match unfold, and I don't know, it it seemed pretty clear to me early on that I was like, oh, something weird's happening here. And I kept hoping, you know, it it was oddly similar. And I know Nebraska fans are going to hate this, but and you know every time I say that I'm going to bring up Creighton. Mm -hmm. But it was oddly similar to when – Doug McDermott's senior year ended against Baylor where you have this dream magical season and then it ends in kind of the most anticlimactic, just disappointing way possible in a game where it feels like you're never really in it. Um, This match, 
I kept waiting for that moment mm-hmm. where Nebraska would just kind of click and turn it on and just flip the switch, and it just never came. It just mm-hmm. kept getting worse and worse and worse. Set two, they have all of the service aces. Set three, they just never really get yeah. in it. And you just sit there looking, and you just keep waiting and waiting and waiting for it to click, and it just doesn't happen. And so I, I, I left that. Well, first I'll, I'll ask you this before I kind of get into what I was thinking afterwards. But as as you're watching this and processing that, like, are you kind of in the same space, just thinking about like, hey, like, when is it? When are they yeah. gonna go? Like, when when is the engine gonna start? Yeah. Well, the the biggest worry I even had coming into this game, as excited as I kind of was for Nebraska to play Nebraska mm-hmm. to play Texas, <laughs> yeah, uh, just for it to be a new opponent. Mm-hmm. After watching. Texas for Wisconsin on Thursday evening, the service line was my biggest concern. Yeah. And when you serve with high risk, it does come with high reward, um, but it does come with high risk. And I think that's something that Nebraska's tried to balance this year is becoming tougher in their serves. Mm-hmm. Um, and as just this young group is just, you know, trying to evolve over the season. And unfortunately it had been maybe a small foreshadow because if there was one area that Nebraska kind of struggled this year, it was from the service line. And I think the biggest thing is service t- puts you in a game and it takes you out sure. of a game. Yeah. And so, um, you know, coach cook said it in the simplest, you know, you don't have rhythm, you don't have momentum, you really don't have much in volleyball. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is when they had so many aces and passers on this Nebraska team were struggling, like, you know, they probably haven't felt in a while. Once you feel like the basics have gone away, that's when, you know, you you question everything all of a sudden. Yeah. And I don't know if they've had a moment where they've had to question many things this season. So um, I think I mentioned it yesterday, but if I know this group and their mentality, and we already heard it a little bit in the press conferences last night, um, I don't think they'll be outserved again next season, or at least that will be the goal going into next season. And I think there's a fire that's been lit that we kind of already thought had been burning all year long, which which I think that's exciting when you know that a team is this young and they went to a national title and then yet you're like, they haven't even hit their ceiling, not even close. Right. So I think that that gives Husker fans hope and that probably gives this team hope. But yeah, I mean, obviously I sat there in a little bit of disbelief, but it's just hard when you lose that momentum and that rhythm, like you have to take your hats off to Texas, unfortunately. And you're almost a little shell shocked, like in the moment, because you're not totally sure what's happening because it's a completely foreign Mm -hmm. thing to what you've seen all year. Right. right? And so, yeah, I I mean, the rhythm part is really, and I'm not, again, I've said this before, I'm not going to pretend to be a volleyball expert, but you can kind of just watching as much sports as you do, even if you're not super tuned into volleyball the same way I am like football or basketball is you can just tell the, the momentum of a, of a match, the rhythm of a match, like, like coach cook was saying, and with their inability to handle, even when it wasn't an ace, their mm-hmm. inability to handle Texas to serve mm-hmm. and get themselves into a place where they felt good and they felt like they were like on system and mm-hmm. everything like that. It was just such a kind of discombobulating yeah. experience from a fan standpoint. Mm-hmm. So I have to imagine in the moment, yeah. it's for the players as well, they're probably feeling something similar. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that you kind of make it a good point. Not only was it not the aces, just when you're out of system to begin with, yeah. a lot of the times that yeah. throws everyone for a loop. So, yeah, it was. I, I sat there after that 10-point run and yeah, you kind of just realize like, oh, this isn't happening. Shoot. You're yeah. like, this isn't this isn't going to go the way we thought it was. Yeah. Um it, it's the thing that I kept that I walked away from afterwards, like a, as as I'm kind of processing what happened 
was this thing that I've thought a lot about in the last few years as I, I don't know this is going to sound like a very like old man take and that's fine uh but as I've gotten kind of older as I watch sports I I feel like I enjoy the seasons more and what I mean by that is when I was younger I used to let how the season ended mm -hmm. really impact how I felt about the season as a whole yep and I think that would be a mistake with this Nebraska volleyball team because, like, you can be disappointed. I'm disappointed. I think everybody's disappointed. They're disappointed. You saw yeah. it on their faces, right? Yeah. And it's not to try and be like, oh, well, it's okay and whatever. Like, yeah, it, it sucks that they lost the national championship match to Texas the way they did, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't think that should take away from how special the season was, right? And, and you know, we, we heard a clip from Indomitian Sue with, with Anna yep. down in Tampa. And, like, Sue's senior year is a really good example of mm -hmm. this, right? He had an incredible year. Yeah. He had some of the most dominating performances I've ever seen in college football. Yeah. Some of the most dominating performances I think I've ever seen in any sport yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, there was a point against Texas where he is throwing grown offensive linemen. Just tossing Yeah, him. but like one in this hand and one yes, in this hand. Yes, like he's being double teamed and he's just throwing both of them, one with each hand, yeah. and sacking Colt McCoy. With like his finger. Well, like <laughs> with the lineman that he's throwing yeah. back at him. Uh -huh. And you're just watching this. You're like, they're, they're adults. Like, uh -huh. what is he doing to these people? And that was some of the most fun, despite how terrible that offense was that year. Watching Sue just dominate that year was so much yeah. fun. You know what I don't think about that often? The one second. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. Like yeah, I, it, it haunts you, but like you, you're not. You're uh, like, you're like oh, it happened. It's but almost, like I'm gonna remember this. Yeah, it's almost more like punchline's probably the wrong word, but it's kind of just like it's almost a joke now. Like you see Texas fan, you're like ah, oh, you know that one second wasn't good, right? Like we, again, we saw yeah. Anna down in Tampa uh -huh. giving Texas fans a hard time, and some of them are like, yeah, probably not. Yeah. But you know, the, I remember him. I remember like him just ragdolling Blaine Gabbert against Missouri. Yep. You know, I remember him returning. I, I remember him scoring touchdowns as a defensive lineman. Like, that's Seriously. what I remember about that 2009 season. I don't I don't even remember the bowl game. I don't. I couldn't tell you who they played off the top of my head. I, I could not do it. 2009? Yeah. I think it was Clemson. Was it Clemson? Yeah, because I was – I kept thinking – because Arizona was 08, I think, right? I think so. And so I'm, I'm trying to remember in my – but, like, that's kind of my point mm -hmm. is – Thank you, Bo. Um, you know, like I, I remember that part of it. I brought up McDermott senior year earlier. I remember the 3,000 points in on senior night. I remember Ethan Rogge against Villanova. Like I remember those things. I, like, yeah, I know Baylor happened. Mm -hmm. Like I know they lost in the second round in horrible fashion. I don't really think about that when yeah. I look back at that season. When, when you know, when Doug McDermott gets his, his jersey retired on Wednesday night against Villanova, ironically enough, I'm not gonna think. I'm not gonna be thinking about Baylor. I'm gonna yeah. be thinking about him dropping 45 against Providence, and Ed Cooley just having no idea what's happening. Yeah. Like, and you know, I, I don't know if that's a. You know, I, I'm sure some people will be like, "Oh, that's because you guys lost or whatever." It's like, yeah, the the wins would have made it better, right? Mm -hmm. Winning the Big 12 championship would have made Sue's senior yeah. season that much better. Making the first Sweet 16 in Creighton history would have made Doug McDermott's senior year that much better. I'm a big Steph Curry guy. Like, if the 73-win Warriors had won the NBA title, that would have made it that much better. You know what? That's still the most fun I've ever had watching basketball mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. watching them in that regular season. And so at, at getting back to Nebraska volleyball, I don't want – you know, like, this shouldn't ruin the Volleyball no. Day in Nebraska. 100% no. Like, this shouldn't ruin nope. 
all of the joy we experienced this year from yep. this team. 100%. And, like, I know for you, like, that volleyball day in Nebraska is one of, like, your, like an all-timer. Yeah. Like, probably not just even a sports memory, right? Like, yeah. it's just an all-time, like, 100%. core memory. 100%. And, like, it didn't – I don't know. Does, does that make sense? Like, are you yes. on the same page? No, I'm 100% on the same page because I think um, there were some immediate reactions yesterday. It was like, that was such a disappointment and daddy yada, yada, yada. But I think – And, like, yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, sure. but, like – we don't have to tell them that. Like, if there's anyone in this program, or I would say, yeah, this program yeah. at Nebraska, some of the biggest competitors that I've watched, and maybe it's just because I've covered them more closely. Sure. But they make you want to compete again. Yeah. They play with such a fire and admiration for one another. Like, and, and I'm sure as a former athlete, you can feel this too, but like, you want to be a part of a team again. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm, you know, we're a part of a team in other ways, but I want to go on to a court now. Yeah. And you want to fight, fight with somebody with someone yeah. because they yeah. make you feel that. And, and I think the biggest thing about this group is that, I mean, this is something that I would tell everyone. And the reason why it stands out to me is that they enjoy the process while they're in it right mm-hmm. now. They're enjoying the journey while they're in it. And I think so many times athletes walk away from these huge games or these huge seasons. And it's like, Oh, I wish I would have like really enjoyed that. Like that's all yeah. gone for me now. It's all gone. And so I think the little things that happen on and off the court, these girls love deeply, like mm-hmm. they love to compete, but they love the entire thing. And I think that's the biggest thing that this fan base and just everyone that's covered them has loved so much this year. Mm-hmm. They, they bring character, but they also bring fire and they have this healthy balance that everyone can appreciate. And so that's why it's hard to look at this last game and be like, oh man, got to scratch that one. Right. Like yeah, you put right. this entire season together and some of their highest points came at games that outsiders would have thought it would have been Wisconsin and Merritt Beeson's like, no, nah, it was Penn state. Yeah. Like it was Stanford. Like mm-hmm. these are the ones for us that were these big ones that, you know, you start realizing how many, you know, tally marks you're like, yeah, how wow, many huge how many moments. huge yeah. things. And so they, you'll never be able to take that away from them. They won't take this away from a fan base mm-hmm. ever. I mean, I think every Husker volleyball team that comes along, the fan base loves them, but it feels like they've made, this fan base re-fall in love like truly again and there was just a different spark this year where Nebraska volleyball is a top 10 top 5 program every year but Mm -hmm. after four or five games this season it was like ooh this is different this team's different yeah like and and I I had a conversation actually with a former Nebraska volleyball player former setter a few weeks ago and she's a few years removed so she doesn't know a lot of the girls personally but she was just saying she felt the same sentiment and she said this is a very selfless group Mm -hmm. and their success is reflecting that but also she said that when we watch these young hitters and we watch these young girls on the court play it's such a seamless just connection because they do things so well that we're not even questioning how hard the difficulty is yeah like Bergen or Mary Beeson and Andy Jackson and Becca Alec and Harper Murray are swinging out of their shoes every single approach almost Mm -hmm. because they're being set up by a freshman setter. And when you appreciate the talent on that level and realize how seamless the whole season was for the most part, like you can't take one game and be like, well, that was a scratch. So I think just when you look at the whole thing and just the way it made everyone feel, Mm -hmm. that was the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, it's the way it made people feel is, is the important thing to me here, right? Because that's really what I'm talking about when I'm using these other examples uh-huh. is how did that team make you feel? Not how did their season end? Not did they win a championship or not? And a lot of times the championship is what makes you feel a certain way. But the way they made you feel while you were watching them throughout the season, that to me is, I don't want to say more important than championships at this point because I don't think that's true. It's more important than I ever thought it would be in my life. 
in terms of how much I enjoy watching a team or not. Yep. I think did you did you happen to listen to some of the press conferences or the clips that were posted? Yeah, so I listened uh to as much as I could. The yep. one that really stuck out to me was I think it was Merritt Beeson. Merritt Beeson. Yep. <laughs> where and you kind of touched on this a little mm-hmm. bit with them enjoying the process and yep. enjoying being with each other and the selflessness. Like the first thing she thought she brought up about what was special about this team was how much 1 through 14 yep. they loved and cared about each other, yep. right? And first of all, for next year that's awesome like Mm -hmm. that's a terrific foundation to be Mm -hmm. coming from right but it also kind of underlies my point here like Mm -hmm. they're going to remember this season for how it made them feel for their for their teammates for their coaches for the fans at at volleyball day in nebraska it's not going to i like don't get me wrong texas is going to fuel them for next year Mm -hmm. but 10 years from now they're Mm -hmm. not going to remember texas they're going to remember the rest of it yeah and that's that's kind of why i brought up like every single presser that we clipped yesterday one reporter asked the same question you know how would you sum up this year Mm -hmm. and every single one of them almost every single one was like i'll remember the friendships i created so quickly this year i'll remember and and it's and some people were like are they leaving it's like no they're not leaving they're just saying that this is how special it is like they're truly talking about how important the chemistry in this locker room is all of these girls are new yes they came semester early yeah but like yeah like you would never know and every single one of them I mean, none of them even mentioned Volleyball Day. None of them mentioned Wisconsin. Yeah. Not a single one of them. And I'm sure they'd go more in depth. Maybe that comes up. Mm-hmm. But it was that they're good people and yeah. that they appreciate all 14. And that's that's a, that's a special aspect of being on a volleyball team. Like, there's 14 of you. Yeah. That's, it's a small group. Like, you have the – Small enough. Small yeah. enough that – Large enough that it's weird that all four – not all 14 <laughs> of them are that close. Yeah. But big enough – but, yeah, but, but – but small enough that it is yeah. actually possible, right? And, it, and also, I think too, like the size of it. If if something's if something's going wrong, or there's a few, I don't want bad apples, not the right word, no, but, but like you know, unhappy, like, yeah, like passengers yeah, on the ride. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It, it affects the whole thing. Like, there's no way in avoiding it. So I think we see we saw that on the court as well too. So I think it speaks just to the point that you're making. I mean, every single girl that spoke yesterday, mm-hmm. that was their first thing, and. You know, they're like, we're, we're proud of what we did. Yeah. I mean, we feel sick to our stomach too, but like we love this team. And that was the overall message. And, and the thing that I kind of would encourage is, you know, we, we hear a lot about whether it's Coach Cook, whether it's Coach Rule, whether it's the players talking about the process and mm-hmm. that it's about the process. And if you do the process right, the results will come. I feel that way kind of as a fan. Like enjoy the process. Like enjoy – watching this team grow together and become close and enjoy the moments of volleyball day in Nebraska and Penn state and Stanford and breaking the Wisconsin streak. And like all of those, like enjoy all of those parts of the process and don't let it be contingent on how it ends. Mm -hmm. Because if you actually did enjoy the process, if you actually do enjoy the journey of the season, then the the results are bonuses, mm-hmm. right? And like, yeah, that doesn't mean you're not competitive. That doesn't mean yeah. that you still don't want to win. Like, Coach Rule wants to win as much as anybody. Mm-hmm. Coach Cook wants to win as much yeah, as anybody, right, right. right? Like, this isn't a, oh, well, it's okay to lose type thing. But you're going to get, even when you win, you get more out of winning when you enjoy the process along oh, the way. Sure. Like, that's a huge part for me because you look at so many of these whether it's teams or fan bases or whatever, it's like, yeah, they may win at the end, but it's so toxic by the time they get there 
that you're like, I didn't even enjoy How that. enjoyable was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I look at, like, Alabama is a really good example right now, is they've gotten so spoiled. And, like, I would love to be in that position where this is a problem, right? But they've gotten so spoiled with all the, all the national championships and all the winning seasons and mm-hmm. everything that Nick Saban has brought to that program that now they lose a game and the sky is falling, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, hey, did do you do you not realize like how fun this has been for you? Like, mm-hmm. if you're an Alabama fan, you know how fun that's been for you. Whereas, and I hope because I do think Nebraska's on the come up. I really do, and we'll get to some of the reasons why <laughs> coming up later. But God, I hope after what Nebraska fans have been through in football, that when it comes our time again that we do not act that way. No. Because complaints are a no more. <laughs> like listen, I can I can I can understand being critical like yes. in games, right. but like for the love of God, enjoy yeah. it this time. Yeah. Because you know it's not forever. Yep. Like Nebraska fans more than anybody know yep. it's not forever anymore. And so when it happens again, like just it's like, I just want to like shake their faces like Billy Madison and just say <laughs> cherish it. Like it is not promise to you Mm -hmm. and like I I hope Nebraska volleyball fans are in that spot today too Mm -hmm. you know I think it was interesting because there's some people that I follow that played volleyball last year and NCAA has done some stuff with them Mm -hmm. and they invited them down um, to Tampa this past weekend it's kind of like volleyball influencers basically Mm -hmm. and from the content that this one former player had made she went around and basically asked random fans who they're cheering for if they had you know gear on or not Mm mm-hmm 80% 80% of it was Nebraska. And then another person that I follow that's influencer-ish, her family was in the volleyball arena. They went down as a whole entire family, have no connection to Nebraska, no tie whatsoever, mm-hmm. all cheering for Nebraska. There was not a single pit fan in this girl's video, <laughs> all these things. There was very minimal Texas fans. And so that's the biggest thing is along this journey this past season, this group has not only really captured the hearts of the yep. owner fan base, but they've done it in such a way that they've kind of transcended the volleyball game and become such an inspiration to so many people just because, mm-hmm. yeah, volleyball, they did give them a platform, but the way that they've gone about just every home game and the things that have been put on social media about them and the way they speak about the game, about their friendships, about the program, like they've drawn such a positive attraction and just – you know, like people want to come watch this team yeah. outside of being a fan base. And so I think that's something that's a win in this girl, these, this team's book too. And these girls might not know it. They don't see all the things no. either. So from a fan base perspective, something to be proud of, obviously, because I know there's teams out there that are winning that people are always cheering against. And that's not Nebraska right now. No. And so for them to be a team that this country can get behind and rally behind and support, like, I don't know if we would always be saying that the rest of the country wants Nebraska to win all the time. Yeah. No, it is kind of a a strange. Yeah. So it was, it was cool to see that like different corners of, you know, the nation, whether they just had a tie to volleyball or not fell in love with this team too. And so I think it's a sign that, you know, they're doing something right. Mm -hmm. And fortunately we've said it all year long. A majority (laughs) of this team comes back for the next three years. So, you know, they have time to grow and I'm, I'm not worried about them. Plenty of opportunities to finish the deal. Um, that they so desperately wanted to yesterday. Uh, Real quick, coming up on the show at 8 a.m., we're going to have Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. At 8.45, we'll have Dan Wolken from USA Today to talk college football and college basketball. 
at 9.45. We will have Jason Cole. He's an author and a Pro Football Hall of Fame selector to talk about the NFL. And, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff going on with recruiting. Dylan Rowe, oh, yeah. uh, we will cover that in depth, all that and more coming up on Herd Sports Radio.